Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. We are up to we are up to Neil's birthday. We are up to episode number fifty-seven. Yes, I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And how you doing, Neil? You old bastard. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Shit, I'll be That's fifty-eight good. next time, but I think we'll have gone way past fifty-eight by the time yeah, my we'll birthday rolls around in January. We'll be like at hundred by then or some shit. Of course, as usual, you can always get a hold of us at Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook and Punk Till I Die seventy-seven at Gmail. So, speaking of being old farts, right, as much as we love our old music and old bands, we do put some amount of effort into trying to find new bands, right? Of course we do, yes. And it's always nice when we find a newer band that Neil and I both like. Yep, for sure. So, we actually, we are very pleased today to be joined by Eric the Drummer from... That's his official name, Eric the Drummer. (laughs) Well, he's got a Polish name. Eric, what's your last name? If you want to give it. Or what's your punk name? It's Jablonski. That's not very punk. Not really. Very Polish, though. <laughs> yeah, very Polish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's a drummer from Territories, a band that really just started out a few years ago. I heard your debut a couple of years ago. It was very smitten, and uh, I've definitely been into the band. So, anyway, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. We're, uh, you're, you're talking to the youngest member of, of the, old, the old men playing in the new band. We'll call okay. it that. So what does that put um, you? What does that put you at, if you don't mind saying? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Okay. God damn, a youngster doesn't know yeah, anything. But, but it's like old enough. It's like it's it's. But playing in punk rock band age, that's pretty old. Yeah, true enough. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We so, uh, yeah we've we've been territory since 2015. Okay. And uh, up in the great white north of Calgary, Canada, is where we make home. I was going to say, um, why don't you explain? Cause so, yeah. okay, so most most of our audience is American, but I know we do have some some European listeners and stuff. So yeah, we have some convicts from Australia too, and yeah, uh, you know stuff like that. So tell me, tell me where Calgary. <laughs> tell me where Calgary is. Just pretend I'm an idiot and I don't know. What state are you north of? Well, we don't we don't need to pretend, Tom. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. It's oh, right in. This, this is excellent. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. So so Calgary is just above Montana. Ooh. Um, and. It's, I would say, I mean, it sometimes gets a rap as being called the Texas of, of Canada. So mm. it's, uh, it's an oil area. It's an area with probably a little bit more, you know, conservative and right-wing thought at times. And we are, we are nestled between British Columbia, which has Vancouver, if you think about going to the coast there, and okay. some prairie provinces on our other side. So huh. we, are, we are spread out from major centers. Um, it is difficult to tour from Calgary, but it's, it's doable. And, mm. and we are the home of the Calgary Flames, mm. which is our, our pride yep. and joy hockey team. Yep. Um, we are the home of the Calgary Stampede, which is a big outdoor rodeo called, they call it the greatest outdoor show in the world, which eh, it's a bunch of people dressing up like cowboys and, and oh, uh, my. getting, being ruckus. Yeah, it's, it's my terrible. English friend would love that. Mm. <laughs> well, actually, actually, I and do. What else? I well, I do have a question for Eric. So, and uh, yeah. Tom, and Tom, you might know this: the mo- uh, Calgary's most famous son. Who would you think? Who would you add? Who would, who would you say if you had to say? Son from Calgary. I have yeah. no idea. W- uh, Wayne Gretzky. Brett the Hitman Hart, my friend. Oh, is that right? So, yeah, there you go. So yeah. the the whole Hart dynasty, the Hart family. So Owen Hart, Brett Hart, those guys are all from Calgary, and. Yep. And they were part of an organization called Stampede Wrestling before they joined up with the WWF. So, exactly. Yeah, I'm a wrestling. Yeah. I'm a wrestling nerd, so I know that's where my you know, my favorite the, wrestler, the Dynamite Kid, was in the was in Calgary too. The funny so. thing is, there we're 50, we're 57 episodes in, and 
we've had a couple of near misses with British guys, and and but we, you were actually the first foreigner we've actually had on this show. Oh my God, you are. That's Holy true. Man. Yeah. So I and can't I'm believe just that. Just like fi- you. At, at fifty-seven <laughs> episodes, we're still having yeah, first. Amazing. I can't believe that. But yeah. So well, thanks um, for the big welcome. That's great. No, no man, we're like I said, we're really glad to have you. So uh, you, so can we talk about your day job a little bit? Sure. So what you I, when I'm? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. When I'm talk. yeah, when I'm not uh, when I'm not hitting the drums, I am a I'm a family and emergency medicine physician. So I'm a family doctor and an emergency medicine doctor. Holy shit! Wow. That's, so uh, I would think that would make, I would think that would make touring as difficult as your location. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it does. Um, and and then the rest of the, the guys also have grown up jobs and have families and have kids and sure. and there's a there's a whole bunch of things that uh, that make touring difficult, but also make touring really rewarding when we when we do break away and go do something. It's it's all the more worthwhile these days. Hmm. That's cool. Well, so you, yeah. Sorry, no. Go ahead, Neil. No, so I was going to say so, but with everything that's going on right now in the oh, world, yeah, like, yeah. like well, what that's is right. the, There's that thing going on? Well, what is the pandemic like in Canada? Is it? I mean, we never hear any news about that. So, is it as? It's obviously not as bad as it is in the U.S. But is it? Uh, are you? Are you rushed off your feet? Are you? You know, what's going on? So, uh, yeah, I would say again because we have a tenth of the population, we it's maybe from the U.S. perspective seen as a tenth of the crisis because raw numbers-wise, you guys have very impressive numbers. Um, <laughs> number, number one. one. We're, We're number one. one. <laughs> yeah, number one. <laughs> uh, but at the, at the same time, it's, it's a real big thing here as well. It's a little bit easier to social distance when... I mean, we're from Calgary, and that's a city of a million, so that's still a, a, a major center. But mm. it's, yeah. there's a lot of people living rural. There's a lot of people that live spaced out, and so those people either number one are in a good position and recognize it and are thankful or number two uh think you know what what's everyone getting all excited about i haven't met a single person who's had it that kind of thing so you kind of get the dumb dumb dumbs up here who just aren't exposed to it and so they're not taking the precautions and then all these smaller centers um are starting to get hit bad now because they just really aren't appreciating how grave of a situation it is and how serious it is so um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how everyone is responding and reacting. And, and, uh, unfortunately, even though we're really spaced out, spread out and not as populated up here, it's still a major situation and, uh, needs to be taken seriously. So, uh, now it sounds like I got my work hat on. Can we go do my fun hat now? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I will. No, but I was just, Trust me, I was sick of talking about this thing too. As a matter of fact, we sort of loathe to talk about it, but but it's like it's affected our lives so greatly, you know. Big time. Oh, I mean, definitely. Neil, Neil lives close to Chicago. I'm close to Grand Rapids, which you probably don't even know where that is, but Grand Rapids, Michigan. But but we're used to going to you know 30 shows a year, and now all of a sudden, you know, it's like our punk rock lifestyle has been crimped severely. And while we understand yeah. that these are first world problems, it was also our sort of blowing off steam valve, you know. Definitely. So, yeah. So now we we you had know, for a couple of months. We had a, for a couple of months. It was difficult for the four of us to get down into a basement yeah. to create the music that right. And that's our letting off steam as well. And when sure. you can't do that, it's, it, yeah, it gets really old really fast. And despite that, we knew for several months there, that was the best, that was our best way of responding was not to be down in a basement, you know, yelling into microphones and making a ruckus. <laughs> it was to other. be, you know, yeah, staying home, keeping our families safe and trying to, uh, uh, focus on you know hopefully having everyone understand the the severity of the situation so 
Yeah, that's. But yeah, I agree, man. Do I miss playing? And I yeah. miss going to shows. Man. So, all right, enough of that depressing talk. Let's. So let's <laughs> you, you, let's talk about Knucklehead a little bit because I actually don't know anything yeah. about Knucklehead. Well, so let's start there and go. Yeah, from explain there to the folks who Knucklehead were. Sure. So, uh, Kyle, Matt, myself, and Jimmy were, and and a band member Clay, that were the five people that made up Knucklehead, and that band started in 1994. Uh, that band did a lot of touring before everyone had families, and that band did a lot of touring mostly around North America. Um, and Jimmy and I joined that band in 2003, so the two of us joined up in 2003 and were members from 2003 till we folded Knucklehead around 2014, in which point four of us, Kyle, Matt, Jimmy, and I continued on as territories. We kind of needed a, a bit of a fresh start and a bit of a hit the reset button maybe not bring all the luggage of songs we had written in 94 forward with us and uh, the advantage of uh, hitting, having, having that, that, that fresh beginning and the ability to grow and, and not have the expectations of, of knucklehead uh, carrying forward. So uh, we, we really enjoyed playing music together. And obviously that's why we continued to play four of out of four out of the five of us continued to play music. But um, that's where we all started was, was playing together in knucklehead. Now, now style wise, that was more like a like a street punk oi kind of thing. Correct. Yeah, and I think I mean some of some of those elements have carried forward, but a lot of those elements we've allowed ourselves as as we're growing and moving forward to shed some of the things that we had sort of grown out of a little bit. I would say, sure. but at the same time, that's that's very much our our roots was uh, was street punk and and some of that oi flavor as well. Before Jimmy and I joined, there was an element, a little bit of ska, even in the in the early '90s, and we were thankful we missed that wave. Yeah, I was for, gonna say good, to, good, for, to, for, good to leave that behind. Yeah, right? just, yeah just, exactly. Just well. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. So, so when you were first that putting your, great. when you were first putting your sets together for territories, yeah. was there a yeah. temptation to? Did you play old knucklehead songs, or was it like we we can't Never. even do that? We we just had to no, fill it, was, it out with something else. Yeah, it was it was meant to be a different project. So we even you know, changed up who was, who was doing the interacting between songs. We changed up where we stood on the stage. We even tried to get different guitar tones. The idea was for this to be a new band. Mm. And despite that, we got lots of, you know, requests and holler outs and everyone wanted to hear old stuff. And we, we were purposefully trying to, to, to have a different point of view. And though it was the same guys, and a lot of people can argue it's sort of an extension of or an evolution of, the, the point was for it to be its own thing. And, and so at this point now, it's pretty rare. Sometimes we'll get, you know, some asshole we've known for 20 years to yell out a song. You know, you'll, you'll hear him in the back and you go, ah, oh, you son of a bitch. But the, for the most it's, part, it's, the easier, if you know who, it's now, easier if you know who they are, yeah, right? Exactly. Well, you call them out. Come, it's come better, than, it. better than Freebird. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's for sure. <laughs> well, the, the, I, I tell you what, I, the only Knucklehead album I've heard is, uh, I think it was the last one. Was it Hearts on Fire? Um, yes. and I have to say that the, the transition to territories is actually pretty clear. I would say in some of the songs on there, um, I was thinking like specific, ter- like you can hear territories yes. on those old, yeah, other like, songs? like, okay. speci- like on some of them anyway, like the song Atlanta or the song, please Louise, yeah. I can definitely hear some, some, some later territories kind of style in those two songs. So you were kind of going that way, I think. Right. I think there was, there was a movement in that direction and then there was obviously, four of us wanted to continue something and one of us was maybe holding on to some of the older ways of doing things. And that was the clear split. And that's why 
the I four gotcha. of us are still making music. We were, we were moving in one direction. And, um, and so it's, it's interesting for you to comment. I think very much that some of those songs off our first LP were written within a year of Hearts on Fire coming out. So okay. uh, that was already in process, right? Yeah. <coughs> Boy, I need a spit take. Well, well, um, I'll tell you what, should, should we talk about that? <laughs> well, should, we, should we play a track off that last uh, Knucklehead album that will kind of transition nicely into the territory stuff? Sure. All right, so, Eric, I think you'd said you wanted to hear End in Sight, you thought was a good one off that off that album. Is that right? I haven't heard that song in a while, and, and there is an accompanying video if people are interested. The video was recorded at a place called The Rickshaw in Vancouver. We were playing a live oh, show perfect. there with yeah. the Vicious Cycles. It's a real ruckus show, and and the video pairs with it nicely. So, yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. Okay, so this is uh, Knucklehead from, uh, I think this album came out in like 2010 or something like that. Um, from the album Hearts on Fire, this is the song End in Sight. So there, there it was, End in Sight by uh, Knucklehead from uh, from the album Hearts on Fire, which is really, really good. It is different than Territories a little bit. Um, you can, Like I said, you can kind of tell where they were going, but uh, it's still a really good album if you want to want to look it up. Hmm. Good band. I actually have never, I mean, shame on me because I actually haven't gone back and listened to Knucklehead, so I guess I'll have to put that on my to-do list. Yeah, yeah, Knucklehead. That's tomorrow's, a, tomorrow's Spotify that was, when I'm going there you go. Yeah, it should, should be on there somewhere. Um, that album actually was probably our first time interacting with um, Pirates Press. So we had done some things as Knucklehead with 
Apple Records out of St. Catharines, Ontario, and with Mike from uh, and Longshot, which Longshot and and Pirate Express have been working together for a while. Yep. Uh, is Longshot but, European but the, or they, is Longshot European or Canadian? Longshot. So Mike Mike from Longshot actually plays in uh, Suede Razor. So he he was living in BC for a long time in British Columbia, Canada. Oh, so it's American. And okay. Yeah, and then he moved down to the States and was in the Bay Area, and that's when he connected with the Pirates Press guys, so we, we took advantage of that. I think he was in New York for a period of time, so he's, he was in, uh, in, in the States and in Canada, and, but he very much was instrumental to connecting us with the Pirates Press crew. Hmm. So I had this picture in my head of like this romanticized picture of, you know, Knucklehead broke up, and then you had to like get back together for a wedding or a funeral or something, and you guys decided <laughs> you want to start playing music. But it never really, there really wasn't much of a gap there. Not really. There was a gap of maybe playing live shows. We wanted to kind of get that new identity cemented in, and yeah. yeah, and we weren't in a rush. It was very much let's let's start writing some good songs that we are proud to release under a different name, and let's try and make that name into something. Uh, with some some respect, so it it took us a little bit of time of of uh, you know getting in the basement and doing some recording, but it very much you know we just kept on doing our thing in the, in the in the background and in the basement. So yeah, hmm. um, it's it is kind of the cool thing about territories. I think compared to maybe Knucklehead is it does seem like a band that you can sort of age gracefully with. Which is always that difficult. That was the goal. That's you know, because you see these you see these old punk guys, you know, like uh, and bands that I love, you know, like an MDC or TSOL or something. And I love the bands, but oh, they still have to kind of <laughs> they have to still yell about Reagan, you know. And that was that was part of. I mean, there there was a uh, an, an actual effort that went into saying, you know, there might be some things that that aren't us anymore and that aren't. Uh, where we're going and maybe there's things that we're not as angry about but there's new things to be angry about but maybe let's 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 not pretend to be what we used you know let's let's mature and let's allow who we are now to shine through the music so i, I thank you for saying that because that was that was intentional was to kind of have it as a, a process of we're aging and there's things you know might be a little bit slower now and might not be as hard and heavy as it was as knucklehead <laughs> but that's that's okay that's okay right it's that's that's part of a, a maturing process. Do you consider and, yourself? And do you consider yourself have. a percussionist now instead of a drummer? No, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, not God. quite. No, let's not go. That's, let's not go crazy. He's got a uh, he's got a thirty-five <laughs> piece drum kit with like yeah. all kinds of shit behind him, like a big cymbal and shit. Yeah, yeah a gong. A gong. I'm sorry, a gong. gong. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Gong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like 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 your other Canadian friends up there, right? Rush. Yeah. Yeah, Rush. Uh, <laughs> tragically hip. These are the things that you yeah. were forced to listen to as a young child in Canada, I think. Those were some of the things, you know, if, if it was on Much Music, which is kind of the Canadian equivalent of MTV, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a small town, and you listened to what was on the, the sure. you know, the cable uh, music television station. That's all you got, right? So, yeah. Well, and, a- and there's a real pride in CanCon, right? Canadian content. So there was a lot of things that for them to play American videos, they had to play 30% Canadian content. And that was mandated by the government. So there was wow. a lot of things that got quite big and quite popular because they had to meet quotas of a certain amount of Canadian music, which I don't think we ever got to take advantage of, unfortunately. No, that didn't get knucklehead yeah. on, the, on MTV or on their MTV. But it we got pretty... so much music play, but that's that. It was never because we were Canadian. It was just because we were punk rock. So <laughs> it, uh, it definitely made you sick of like Brian Adams, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> 
the greatest Canadian of them all, or is that Gordon Lightfoot? I don't know. I can't really decide who the greatest Canadian is. But. Neil Young. I mean, we got lots of them, right? Oh, Neil Young. I like him. A little preachy, but I like him. Oh dear. <laughs> once you once you uh, once you got old enough where you could drive to the record store and you didn't weren't force fed what was on radio. What's your what was your jams growing up? What's your what's your big influences personally? Personal. So I would say the Clash. The Clash was a huge one, and nice I think all all of the band members would have that. And broke in up there. a few years before you were born, but yes. Yeah. Um, I would say Coxbar, and now to be able to have shared a stage with them, that's, I mean, incredible and unbelievable. Um, Bands like Rancid were hugely influential to us. Um, I mean, even, and I I did listen to the Drowns episode, so I, sorry, Neil, ahead of time, but I mean, Billy Bragg, you know. Why do you have to go there? Why do you have to go there? Good God. You know, I just, I wanted to say it out loud. You know, we, that was an influence. So I, 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 I give him a little a bit of props for being pals with Wayne Kramer. There you go. <laughs> Who, Billy Bragg? Yeah, uh, Wayne Kramer's real involved with that uh, uh, Geo Guitar Doors thing, which is the program that gives guitars to convicts. Yeah. As a form of rehabilitation. Then they uh-huh. can get out of. They can get out of prison and, you know, form the next Coldplay or something. <laughs> so they can get out of prison and move to Australia. <laughs> there you go. I have to get Turn one of those at every episode. Yeah. Yeah. How about your, how about your, as a drummer? Who's your guys? As a drummer? Don't, don't say Neil Kirk. I would Kirk. say, no, I, I mean, I'd probably say, like, Topper. Oh, yeah. nice one. Uh, yeah. Like, listening to Topper from the class, that was huge, right? Yeah. And that was, that was a big time influence for sure. Um. But again, I also, I, I'm someone who listens to, and this is probably goes for all of us, because we all craft our songs together. I'm listening to vocals, I'm listening to rhythm, I'm listening to, uh, I'm listening to so many other things too that I would say, I mean, I've got maybe a couple of drummer idols and icons, but at the same time, I would say lead singers I'm following, I'm watching rhythm guitar players, so... Yeah, I don't know. Topper's one that stands out. So you you participate in the music writing part of it? Yeah, we very much. That's that's how we've always done it at Territories. It's it's come as someone, and it's usually Kyle, our lead singer, or Jimmy, who's our guitar player, who we we just recently did a replacement with Jimmy for for a new guy named Mike, where they'll bring an idea, and then all of us are massaging it and dissecting it and adding to it and let's add a little breakdown part here or let's add a fade out. And so all of us go into that process together. I think there's a real right by committee atmosphere that goes on. And, and, and part of our, our design of, of territories as well was let's not just crank out quantity of songs. It was very much, let's make sure the stuff that we put out, it's high quality and that might mean there's fewer of them, but let's make sure they're exactly how we want them. Cause there's been a lot of things that we've put out as knucklehead that you go back years later and say, ah, you know, if we could have done this different, if we had a bit more time to do this solo different, had we, you know, come together better on this, we'd be a lot happier with those recordings. And now we have, I, I would say the, the maturity to step back, take our time and do it right and do it exactly how we want it. So I think that's made a big difference. Well, I think, I think that was very clear on the first album. And just so people out there know who might not uh, know much about Territories, they have one album, and um, that came out a couple of years ago on Pirates Press. It's self-titled. It's called Territories. And then they just came out with a, uh, was it six or eight track EP six, this year called yeah. When the Day is Done. So, yeah. they don't, so they don't have that much out. But I have to say, um, you can tell a lot of craft has gone into the songs. Because on that first album, like every song, every song is great. Like there's no filler on that, on that album at all. So it's, uh, 
yeah, it's you, probably you can, not the you, second, probably not the second one either. But you haven't had time to listen to it yet, right? No, I, 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 well, I have, but it's not an out. You know what I mean? It's an EP. Yeah. So, um, I mean, well, I, let's, I, let's, I haven't listened to it as much though. That's true. I haven't. Let's play, uh, let's play one from the first album, and then we can dig into some of the songs a little bit. Okay. Um, we were gonna do, um, do 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 do. What were we gonna do? You wanted Nulla Victoria, correct? Sure, I love that one. That's the last song from the self-titled album. Okay, yeah, so this is Territories this is, from this. this. Is, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, so before you kick to it, Neil, yeah. there, uh, Nola Victoria is our set ender. I think every mm. show we've ever played, this is the song we end with. This is the closer. This is the, it's got that oomph that we always want to end on. And so we've kind of stuck to that rhythm, and, and it's, it's a good finisher. Now so what's, it's got a real, go. a real melancholy to it that some of the other songs don't. It's got yeah. a real, uh, it's got like that edgy kind of attention that makes for a good song. Now, what does the what what does the title mean? Nuller, what is that? Oh, now I got to try and do some translating here. Is it Latin or? Had... <laughs> it's a Canadian. Is it that was. Canadian? <laughs> it's Canadian. <laughs> it, means, it means <laughs> in uh, Tim Hortons language that means. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Nuller <laughs> Victoria. What does that even mean anymore? It is Latin, I think. Meaningless uh, victory Latin or something trans- like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it I'm just guessing. No, vi- no victory. Yeah, no victory. No victory. Okay. okay, no victory records. Is that a, is that a shot at victory records? I see. I, I see <laughs> no, where that went. No, no, okay. No. All right. They're one of the few bands that haven't been sued by victory records yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. This is. Play that song, DJ. Yep. This is Territories with uh, Nulla Victoria.
So there he was. Now the Victoria. There, Trace. Oh, you're breaking out the DJ voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you having an after-work drink, Neil? I am. <laughs> yes, you know it. <laughs> what are you drinking? I'm drinking, actually, a local Evanston brew. Um, it's one of my favorites right now. It's by a, uh, by a place called Temperance, and it's called Gatecrasher. Mm. It's good. And Dude, it's... You're going to be so disappointed when I tell you that I'm drinking a Natterdays, which is that strawberry <laughs> lemonade-flavored Natty Light, but it's a 16-ounce. So. What is the matter with you? Serious, so I assume, I, assume our, I assume our doctor friends got to drink a Molson, right? That's all they have up there. Are you no, no, your... get out of here. <laughs> the, our, our craft brew scene is exploding just like yours. Is it? That's cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I wouldn't want our northern neighbors not to be able to buy $15 six-packs, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are not immune. <laughs> and our dollar does not go as far. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's why we like to visit. They give us all, those, all that Monopoly money. Back when you know, yeah, back when you, you guys go. used to let us in your borders and stuff. So, did you guys ever come up? At, I mean, obviously before the world went to shit. But did you guys come up to the to Canada for any reason? I have never been very far west. I've been to Toronto a couple times, and I've been sure. to London. And see, see where I am. You know, Detroit. The other side of the Detroit River is Windsor. Yeah, Windsor. So I'm actually only about three hours from Windsor. When we were younger, I hate to admit, but. Windsor is known for its exquisite strip joints. So when we were younger, we would <laughs> we actually go. easily go Love over it. there. Well, and you could drink at 19. Mm-hmm. That's now, all they have. Yeah. Now, granted, it's been damn near 30 years since I've been 19. I'd have no need to, <laughs> you know, go anywhere to drink. I could pretty much drink in the retirement home now. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, we used to love going up there. I never really went up there for a show. But, like, there was a while when the Daigle abortions were having a real difficult time getting into the U.S. And I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go to London or something to see... See Diggle abortions, uh, but sure, it, it yeah. didn't happen. Somehow they got back in. I saw them in Chicago, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 funny. You know, I, I I get the impression that the folks at Pirates Press have a big emotional investment in you guys. I remember when I when I reviewed the first record, I'm like, man, I really like this. It took a little bit to grow on me, but I really like this record, and I. I shared my review that I had written for Punk News, and they were they they see he's and and they just said everybody was like super excited. So I I feel like they the label is really behind you guys. You get that impression? Like they they have yes. personal investment in you guys. <laughs> Why is that? So I think that uh, well we 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 shot when we recorded this the first LP, we sent it down to Skippy and sort of said, "Is this something you have any interest in?" Yep. And. The response, so they also, my understanding is they do a lot of things by committee, right? It's who's, okay. who's invested in this album, who's interested in putting the legwork behind it, and then they kind of put things to a vote, and then who's going to be the quarterback. And um, they've got a really talented team there. They've got many, many people who are qualified, where I think we we, we got the advantage that I think Skippy was our quarterback. And so mm, the boss. suddenly it became, yeah, exactly, the boss. And he... I think we write songs that hit him in the, you know, in a special place where yep. he it, he gets it and that's the groin, he, Neil. He's talking about the groin. <laughs> He's in that special groin, place right for everybody. Groin. Yes, <laughs> on a special edition of Punk Till I Die. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Till Punk to us part. Uh, no, so I think the uh, I, I think we've had a good relationship with Skippy and and with all the Pirates Press crew, crew and I believe that. Uh, it's just that he, he believes in what we're doing, and, and we have continued to be uncompromising and putting together a good what I think are good songs and what I think are meaningful songs and songs that have a, a good message as well as songs that are well-crafted. And 
and I think we we found a really good patron for that for that uh, for our art. So that's really worked out. And at the same time, I think he's been excited where we shot him the first LP. He said, "Great, let's do it." And he had a million ideas. Oh, we're we're starting to do picture flexes. Let's yep. showcase each song because every song is great. And I was going to ask you at, about this. Neil's going to yeah, love this. Yeah. Listen up, Neil. Uh, yeah, had, no, I'm looking at it right now on Discogs, and it's make, it's giving me a headache just to look at it. Oh, sure. Yeah, go for it. So he said, initially he said, you know, let's do a couple of songs on picture flexies. And then, and then it became, well, we don't know which ones to pick and we keep putting it to votes and everyone votes for different songs. Why don't we put out every single song on a picture flexi single? And he put together all the designs and put together some videos. And suddenly every single song had its own picture flexi. And you could get the album as single picture flexies or you could buy the vinyl or you could get a CD, or you could get digital downloads, of course. But um, it became uh, really interesting that we were kind of used as his guinea pig band of let's showcase some of the new manufacturing products that the label could do. Where we were, this was all this was all good for us. It was just you know try something new, and we'll go you know we'll we'll hawk it and we'll sell it up here in Canada, and you guys can sell it down there, and we'll all reap the benefits of it. So it's pretty, it's been pretty great. I was wondering whose idea that was because, yeah, the first album, the entire thing was rolled out in lyric videos and flexi discs, which we, we, Neil and I are, neither of us are big flexi fans. We're both big vinyl collectors, but neither of us are big flexi yeah. fans. But I got to say, I have the entire First Territories album with the 10, with the 12 flexis. And I, have <laughs> and what have you done the, with those, Tom? <laughs> well, I never listened to them. You're right. But I still think because, so many I, have, posters. because I have the whole set. I somehow hold that in a higher regard than just all my other random 50 flexies that I just have stacked on top of each other on the shelf. Um, I, I don't know, Neil, should I put them in plastic? Should I? Because it, it's not worth putting flexies <laughs> in, like, mylar bags, right? Oh, my God, no. I mean, why would you do that? I, mean, I think you should be, you know, wallpapering your bathroom with them. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, they're almost the size well, of tiles because cause they're all square, you know, right? I really don't care for them. And I don't know if it's just, like, from our olden days when they used to come in magazines or something. But, but... People do like them, and, and people like to get free stuff. So when you get your package from Pirates Press and you order some records and you get a couple of free flexies in there, it is fun. I mean, people people like, you know, like I said, so we have, mixed, we have mixed feelings about it. But it's an interesting concept because you get a whole album with the convenience of, you know, having to change records every song. Well, you, I'm guessing you haven't played any of <laughs> the these flexies, though, Tom, right? No, I... You I, haven't played a single I one. <laughs> I, I, I have so, a ton of them. I write for a magazine that has similar thing. <laughs> and I There's a similar similar Pirates Press thing that came out. They in twenty nineteen they put out one of our songs called Short Seller on a C D Yep. What are we calling this? Uh, it was so a record you, pressed it, on a CD. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you know, have the, about the, this, I believe, a CD privately. format. Did you? And because it's got grooves on the top so you can play as a single. Won't, won't play it. Hold on, hold on, hold really? on, hold, hold on. I so, told you about that, Neil, right? They actually sent me one, and it's it's a CD, hmm. and it's got this little tiny adapter in it so that it sits on your record player, but my record player gets to a certain point, and it wants to reset. I have an automatic, you know, it's an automatic style. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I actually can't get the thing to play. I was going to review it just for fun as a novelty, but I couldn't get it to play, so... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and that, I, I, that's... Now, that uh, song was not that song uh, was not on the new year, was? no. Okay. No, we had we had recorded I think twelve or thirteen songs. We put out six of them on the EP. Really? And the, the rest of them were designed to be let's Singles. put out a split with our friends from Vicious Cycles. Yep, from, I got uh, that. Too. That's great too. Yep. 
Yeah, that one's lots of fun. Let's do some splits with some of the other Pirates press bands. Let's let's. Oh, so you got some more. Them... You got some more stuff coming up that that we don't even know about yet. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And and part of this was we we let Skippy kind of run with it because we trust him. We trust him implicitly, and and he's clearly doing what's in the best interest of our band. So we're we're not concerned about sure. that by any means. But sure. we're we're trying to help have a really good working relationship. Of is it worth putting out a full length <sighs> record every say three years, or is it worth putting out other formats and other interesting things in between because that's sort of where the world is moving i think is trying to make vinyl collectors kind of, trying can, to make vinyl collectors insane oh i know i know and I, I i feel for you because i i also appreciate a full-length record but at the same time when most of music is being digested on uh, apple music and spotify you also yeah. want to give those people something in between the three-year lps to yeah. digest as well well, right? well so, you could have no, might, you i mean try, you could always do what the what back, going back to the late seventies, what the traditional punk bands did. They would record singles, which were just yeah. singles, and they'd record two or three of those a year and get on top of the pops or whatever and get top forty. And they would do one album a year. So that's how they would do it. And sometimes the singles would be on the album, sometimes they wouldn't. Like the Clash would put out yeah. at least three singles a year, sometimes four, you know. And then but they these would, are grown ups, they, you know, they have jobs. They <laughs> <laughs> What are you, okay, okay. I like that format, though. I like you keep people interested all year long, and right. then let's call it every two years, you put out a full length, which may compile some of those and may have some things that people haven't seen. That, that's very much what our EP was. Two of those songs had been released already, I think. Isn't it and three? Then four I think it was were, three. Four, three and three? Excuse me. Well, because it was the lockdown. I'm trying to remember. The lockdown, Quit the City, and Defender, right? I think three of them. That's right. You're right. So three and three. So yeah, but but I think the lockdown was only on Flexi, right? Lockdown only came out on Flexi, and actually that was another interesting one. Pirates Press had had made fifty thousand <laughs> wow Flexi singles because the intention was for the lockdown, which is a song about, and we yeah, I don't know, maybe we're thrown to the lockdown here. the The intention was it's a it's a song about lockdown drills. It's a song about school shootings. It's a song about gun violence and yep. the idea was let's try and raise some awareness because every community has got to come up with solutions for this problem and we're not here to propose here's the one right way to do it but we're here to try and increase dialogue let's try and increase awareness let's talk about this being a problem and let's let's try and encourage uh children and families and you know administrators at schools and then policymakers and politicians let's try and get some dialogue going and so the idea was, let's give these away to, to kids. Let's give these away to people in schools. Let's give these away to whoever's willing to have one and listen to one uh, with the idea of, let's start talking about this. This is serious. So, uh, again, that was Pirates Press championing that and, and put together also a, a music video with a guy named Chris Curtis that was very, I don't know if you saw that, Tom, or not. I, I or did Neil, not. No, very impactful seen. music video where they they go through and and basically throw X's on the 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 map of the United States every time a school shooting happened, and basically as the song plays, the X's start piling up from I think 2000 through to 2020, uh, 2020. Mm. and when you see it happen in a visual medium, man, it is it's sad and very impactful that this is this is a crisis, and obviously we're in a Another crisis now, and this one gets put up sort of on the back burner, but at the same time, this, uh, it was something we couldn't ignore. 
Especially well, Kyle writing lyrics. I was going to say, is that a huge cool, is, right? is that a huge yeah. issue in Canada? I mean, it's really not, is it, it? I would say it's sort of the same as what we talked about with COVID, which is it's a it's a big issue, but at the same time, we have a tenth of the population, and so okay, I got you. So it doesn't make the news you, you as much. So yeah, you see so many fewer incidences that uh, it's it's not newsworthy in the way that it is in the state. And that being said, even one is, is too many, sure. and it's upsetting. Sure. And and so we, you know, we get a lot of American news, and and we're inundated with it constantly. And Kyle's kids started doing lockdown drills at school, and came home and described how upsetting it was to practice for, an, you know, for something that was being said as, you know, this is this this very well could happen, and we've got to be prepared. And you know, uh, that prompted him to to put together a song saying. Let's, let's talk about this and, and maybe there's some solutions that individual communities need to come up with to, to solve this or to minimize this. So uh, we were really happy to write a song and then have pirates have our back and get really passionate about this as an issue because very much in the Bay Area and down in the States, they see it constantly. So it ranks you, for them. Are you familiar with this, Neil, or not particularly? Um, I, you know what? I had seen it on the um, – it's on the new one, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean the practice. I oh, mean, uh, well, yeah, because my kid goes, my kid, well, Lydia went through it when she was in high school, obviously, and stuff like sure. that. So, um, and with my job, I actually used to go into schools a lot. So we always had to get oh, okay. you know, IDs and shit like that. Right. And, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I wondered what that had, what, what that song was about. Cause I got the flexi and I saw it was on the album and I've, I mean, on the EP and I've listened to it and stuff. And, uh, so I was wondering specifically what that was about. In fact, that was one of the questions I had lined up. So that's pretty cool. Well, well, I got I, good news and I got bad news for you, Neil. The bad news is they made so many of them that you ain't going to make much money if you flip it. <laughs> I wasn't <planning laughs> on flipping it. But, <laughs> but it's on, know. it's on the new EP also, which yeah. I, I, I know you were saying, you, you and I had this conversation before, but I, I like the 10 inch format. Oh my god, I hate ten inches. But I tell you what, before we get too far away, why don't why don't we play the song? Sing as we're talking about it. Yep, let's do it. Okay, so this is the lockdown by uh, Territories.
good song. Lockdown, Territories. So you heard the man himself telling you what it was about. So there you go. <laughs> what were we just talking about before you we went to I remember. To you threw me off. I'm like, where do we go from here now? You, to you totally... Uh... So, oh, yeah, 10-inch. 10 10-inches. 10 yes, I hate the 10-inch format. I do. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I mean, maybe I'm too anal. I have my stack of 12-inch albums. All in their, all in their, you know, in yep. alphabetical order, all done. And I have my boxes of seven-inch singles. What do you do yep. with the ten-inch? It's just you put them with the twelve. You have to put them with the twelve. You have to put them with the twelve. No, you don't. I, 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 they look stupid. They look like little idiot baby brothers. I so had them mixed I, in, I, I Neil. With my, I had them mixed in with my twelve inches, but you, you can never find them when you want them. Yeah, they literally just, get, get like pushed in too far. <laughs> well, ex see now you're coming around to anyway, my point of view. Anyway, in defense of the format, I like it. I like the length of it. Um. Anyway, I like you know it's it's good for an EP. It's a fun it's a fun size to collect. Eric, where where do and you, I know where you, do you stand on the ten inch? Plastic sleeves, if I need them, Neil. Where, yeah, right. Well, I gave you enough of those. Where do you stand on the ten inch, Eric? You know, I this was. I I would much rather stick to putting out LPs, but this this for me made sense. The the collection of songs. So I think the idea of putting out an EP was great, and the only way for for that to make sense was to use a ten inch. So. We went with it, though. I think, I think ideally for me, it's all it's all doing LPs. That would be my preference. Hmm. Did you did these six songs speak as a group better than some other? I mean, did you kind of jiggle it around a little bit and said, "Hey, these six seem like they kind of work as a group." Yeah, and that was done similarly in collection with uh, with Skippy putting those together and deciding okay. um, sort of groupings and that sort of thing. But these were the ones that really kind of grabbed us as well as grabbed the Pirates Press crew in terms of putting them together and, and having them work. We do a lot of, you know, thought process of what goes on, you know, the, to start aside and end aside. And, and uh, obviously you could tell Skippy, Skippy puts lots of thought into that as well when he's, sure. when he's compiling. So, yeah. But it is interesting to be a little older and you said you were the youngest of the guys in the band. So I imagine some of them are, you know, 40 ish or pushing 40 at least. And yeah, uh, I was to be able 10 to start years younger. Oh, Ten really? years so, younger than the oldest member of Knucklehead. So, okay, uh, so 45. Yeah, ranging up to 45, yeah. So it is interesting concept and you know, to be able to start over with all that uh, hindsight, you know? When you're 20, you know, you're kind of trying to take on the world and you are full of all these ideas, but when you get a little older, you have a little better perspective. And I think a lot of us are like, oh, man, I wish I could reset, you know? So you sort it's sort of a... I don't know. I think I think it's kind of cool that you guys, you guys are able to start with a clean slate and be smart. Of course, the, the yeah, downside, think, of, it, the downside it of it is the downside of it is you don't you don't really have the opportunity to pursue. I mean, I hate to say fortune and fame when it comes to punk rock, because hardly anybody makes makes a living in punk rock. But you don't really have that opportunity. You know, it's it's more of a you know it's more of a hobby now. None of you are giving up your day jobs, probably. You know, correct. Yeah, and and I to I totally agree. It's uh, we took the you know you kind of you you take the weight off your shoulders of having to play songs that you had written that they had written in 1994 and were still playing to this day and, and they were te lost, literally teenagers, right? Yeah, exactly. They were coming fresh out of high school, and the three of them were high school mates that all went through and were still playing those songs into their mid twenties, thirty year old you know thirty year old selves. So that that and even myself joining at 2003 and then playing till 2014, there were songs I never wanted to play again. So that was great. <laughs> that was great <laughs> to be able to sort of shed some of that. But at the same time, 
um, that that band had Knucklehead had grown so organically over time and through touring and through new connections every time we hit the road and every time we played a new place that uh, to give all that up and start fresh playing you know trying to you know get on a bill play middle slot we, we were able to keep some of the momentum but at the same time you yeah, very much we're starting over and just getting you know a new brand recognition and a new name out to people there's still people every day that I hear who go holy crap I just realized you're t- you guys are knucklehead and I was like, oh yeah you know that that connection takes some time to be made and and it's not really until people start listening to it and then something again like Spotify or Apple Music says oh you should listen to knucklehead and then people kind of start putting things together or or you start reading about the band which formats for reading about the band are fewer and far between than they used to be right so yeah dude it was it was actually pretty interesting so when i was looking for information on you guys today there was actually there was actually very little out there yeah or photographs or anything like with the internet these days normally you can find anything about a band in five minutes like the band you know all the members of the band and what they've done before and all that kind of shit um but with you guys it was very mysterious it was kind of old-fashioned actually it was actually pretty cool. So there's there's two things I want to highlight. Number one, that's a little bit by design too. Okay, cool. There we have we have on purpose tried to do whether it be interviews or you know social media things that we think have some impact and might be worthwhile and might sort of further the cause of what we're doing, and not just splatter ourselves very thin across and put every you know second of our lives onto. Well, wow, that know, may be a, that may be a, that may be a compliment, Neil. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah, I appreciate, I'm yeah, I appreciate hearing that. <laughs> yeah. And then the second is, even if you look at the cover of the LP or the cover of the EP, there's part, part of what we're trying to do is to let the songs speak, right? Not tell you what they're going to sound like mm-hmm. and not give you any preconceived notion of this. we're a punk band, quote unquote, and it's going to sound like oh, this. Oh, I, I totally we're, picked up on that. I remember when I reviewed the yeah. last album, like it's nondescript. We're giving I mean, it's like, people it really, even the new, totally. yeah, the new cover. It's just like a gas station. The first one was like a shack. Yeah, and and I would say both of them. I mean, are <laughs> it's where Eric lives. Leave him alone. See. It's his house. Yeah. Yes. He's a doctor. Leave him alone. <laughs> he's very proud of it. He's a you know he's a he's a country doctor. Say, he gets paid in pickles. <laughs> I am a country doctor. I would say within you know thirty minutes of our big city, you can run into very rural landscape, and despite it looking very bleak or banal there's lots of inspiration there there's lots of wide open and at the same time i would say both covers and this was also by design were they have an element of a little bit of mystery a little bit of you know there's secrets here there's something and and i'm hoping with the way that the way that we've planned it is that people then want to dig into it and listen to what the songs have to say and try and derive some meaning from from what we're saying which you don't get it all on the cover. You got to go dig for it a little bit, which yeah. So the pro, the, pro, the thanks, only thanks, Tom. Only, it sounds like you picked up on that a little bit. Well, no, I absolutely did that. You were going for that, but the only problem with that is you don't get the impulse buyer where you're like, oh, there's a dude on the cover with a mohawk. I better buy this, you know. <laughs> so it's it's, so, uh, it's but that's it's, but Tom, you're highlighting. You're, who are you highlighting there? You're talking about an impulse buy in a record store. Yeah, Tom, I, what are you I, I talking think I would about, Tom? I venture to say the majority <laughs> of people are not consuming music by going up to a place yeah, and looking at a cover and then cons- right. I that, suppose. I, I I think that's maybe. I a, guess I'm showing my. I'm showing my age. That's how Tom buys music. I would say there's if a lot see... more of. <laughs> I think there's a lot more of you listen to a song on a music format and then they tell you, hey, this is similar to that, and why don't you check this out? Right. I think there's a lot more music discovery going on that way these days. 
It's it, and you know that is a generational thing. You're right because I I, you know Neil and I have talked about this. You know I I I bought records because I read a review in a magazine with no chance sure. to ever hear. It, you know, um, and it was friends of friends or you know you'd be at the half half uh, the, the, the yeah half pipe. And somebody be playing something like, "Oh, what's this?" And and then you'd buy that yeah. record, and then yeah. the well, singer of that band would be wearing a T-shirt for a different band. Yeah, exactly. And, but, the t- but, but the T-shirt thing, or, or or who 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 a band thanked on their um on their single. You know, if they right? thanked other bands, yeah. then you'd be like, you'd, "Oh, I'm gonna check see those the band out. open for somebody else." And then yeah. the next year they'd have, yeah. And it is strange because our kids have access, and everybody right now has access to the best of everything of all time. There's a you it's know overwhelming. There's it's a good yeah, it's a, it's a good and a bad thing to tell you the truth. It is. It's good and bad. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But it's but it's bad. it's funny because you know you, you, you I know I don't I know you don't stream necessarily like Spotify like I do Neil but and I'm mostly a physical at home. Actually only physical at home, but I'm at work and I'm like, "Oh, I got to find out something to listen to," but I still end up choosing like 10 different artists 90% of the time, right? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So but... it's like yeah, it is almost too much. But like, we know well, something about you now, Tom. You know, as soon as you go into a record store, you look for the album with the guy with the mohawk on the cover. Apparently. Exactly. <laughs> I, I try to find the coolest guy in the record store and then buy what he's buying. Yeah. Of course, you can't tell who's cool anymore because everybody's got a damn mask on. So who knows, right? <sighs> yes, yeah. So. Indeed. Man, this this Man. one odd. Anyway. You're really bringing us down again, there, Tom. Sorry. Yeah. Do you have a big bushy beard, Eric? <laughs> Jesus. I I did for a long time. And uh, Neil sent me a picture of, of Knucklehead. Neil sent me a picture of Knucklehead. And I'm like, yeah. Well, it, well, no, I, I actually, you know what? I think it was the, uh, getting back to what we were talking about. I think it was the one picture of the band that's on your Facebook page. So I think <laughs> I think it actually was Territories, and uh, so it's we couldn't tell. Was, yeah. It doesn't say who's who. It doesn't to, say who anybody is or anything like that. So yeah, I mystery. Love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. I had to shave it all off to get an N95 mask fit this year. Uh, so. Oh yeah. I. I'm now got a little baby beard going again because I don't know. I don't like how my chin looks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. Either of them, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn dude. Harsh. Well, Neil, I say it because I, I'm Jeez. in the same boat. If I shave my beard off, I look like a, I look like a 300 pound baby. <laughs> like, like infant. It's a good name for a but band. That's, that's a great you, name for a band right think, there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you really think that territories needs a bunch of pictures on the internet? I think like, one picture is good for now. Bunch of very well, handsome it, chaps. What do you want? It is. It is. It does bring you back. To the, it does bring you back to the early days of punk rock shows, Neil. When you went to smaller shows, where you had no idea who the band was. No, exactly. It'd be right. like you're standing in the crowd, you're drinking PBR next to some guy, and the next thing you know, he's standing on stage with a guitar because it's just sort of you know, as opposed to like going to see Kiss at an arena where it's like ah, oh, you know, where there's that huge separation again well, between. Well, you. dude, it's funny you say that because like I'm just thinking back to when I I saw Conflict maybe a couple of years ago. And it was at Reggie's upstairs. I, I got there early because I come straight from work or something. So I had a burger and it was upstairs. And it was a guy yep. just sitting up there, like having a drink. And uh, it was it was Colin, the lead singer of Conflict. It was so <laughs> weird. Like I didn't recognize him at first because I hadn't seen him in like 30 years. But uh, it was just bizarre. I don't know why I even came up with that story, but it's true. I um, don't either. It, yeah. But it, the important thing is it didn't go anywhere. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yes, but it wasn't. It wasn't Kiss exactly. But uh, exactly. yeah, I so, think it's at the end of the day, the songs are doing the speaking for us. That's that's really our intention. So I'll I'll try to bring this back home for you, Neil. I think we're trying to let our songs do the talking, and a bunch of pictures on Instagram, whatever. You know, that's that's not really helping our cause. And 
we're a bunch of older men, and that's that's fine. Let's just let the song stop, right? All right. So what you're saying like is it. if you were younger and handsomer, <laughs> you'd probably Maybe. have more Maybe. focus on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it would have it it made this a little bit easier because then I would have at least known, you know, how many people were in the band. I I'd seriously had no idea how many people were in the band even. You know? Yeah, because I don't even know if, like, on the record, are your names even listed individually? Maybe. It's I don't small know. as they Probably are. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he is keeping it mysterious, isn't he? <laughs> well, like I said, they all have big—they all have big boy jobs, you know. They, they last thing they want is somebody giving them a hard time. So what's punk rock? Going? That's not going to happen. That's not going to. So happen. let's talk about the, let's talk about a few more of the songs on the record. The, the, sure. the, yeah. the closer, I I really like, and I, I know I know you're not necessarily the lyricist, but so quit this city. I mean, I got a pretty good idea what what that song, at least what it means to me. What what was the uh, thought behind that? Do you know? Yes, I do. So I find that Kyle, our lead singer and our lyricist, um, he writes a lot of songs that have a social message. There's some political songs. There's songs that uh, that I would say really sort of dig in. And this one was a very personal and, and autobiographical song, which is not really his typical. Mm-hmm. And and it 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 really hit home. I, obviously, it was a impactful message that he had to get out of his system and at the same time when we all heard it we went whoa this is way different than what we normally do and it was great it's the song came out really easy it was one of those songs where you know there's zero preparation work and he comes to the studio and goes this one's going to be a bit different i just let's we've got a bit extra time let me play this one and so he starts it and then we join up with him halfway and it really came off very naturally and this is one of the ones that i would say maybe didn't come by committee where we crafted it to a to a fault we really just let him do his thing because it was about him and his family and and mm. there's uh yeah so that that one i would say uh was not not it was very organic and not really uh manicured in the same way that we do most of our songs so it's a it's an interesting one but i still when i first heard it i had tears you know and and still later on it still really hit me in that same place you know that the groin place right now still hit me me in that special it still got me right it's i think it's a it's a very personal song and i think despite that a lot of people can relate to it so sure well i guess we should play it then huh i guess there you go yeah well someone else someone else can talk this in go on tom this is uh this this is from the new ep when the day is done territories quit this city Till I 
Let's hear a 19-story view Just don't feed the best in me Or the life I want with you The kids are growing restless now And you say they ask for dad I know one day we'll both regret The time I never had city um yeah so I, I never introduce the songs neil you're always the dj we're really breaking format today <laughs> i know right yeah it's rebellious that's me it's well, punk it, rock man it's punk rock we do whatever we like right exactly yeah should we give the canadian a little bit of a hard time well, definitely do it why not well it, it's it's funny because when when um you know i have a i have a contact at your label that i'm pretty friendly with and i said hey we'd love to talk to somebody from territories neil and i are both fans of the band and he mentioned the drummer and we didn't know whether to be offended. We, it, one of two things: either we should be insulted that he would only get us the drummer, or or comp, or either that or the drummer is the most lively guy in the band. So which is it? Which is it? Is he just throwing well, us a bone, or should, is everybody else in the yeah, band a horrible? Yeah, you should bone? definitely you should definitely be insulted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is I'm the dregs. I'm the dregs, man. You you got the dregs here. No, no I don't think funny, so. It's Come funny on. though because. It, when you talk about being involved with the songwriting, because I think a lot of times when it comes to drummers, it's almost like they come and go. It's like you see a band like, oh, it's all the original members except for the drummer. You know, it seems like drummers are sort of, it's nice to actually talk to one that actually sort of contributes more than just making a beat, you know? You're, it's not like it's not like you pipe in and they're like, hey, you be quiet. The adults are talking now. Well, it's only like in six different no, I, bands, right? Yeah, yeah there you oh, go. Oh, yeah, they're in 20 bands. No, yeah, exactly. I... Uh... I, yeah, I totally appreciate that, and I think I'm maybe not the stereotypical drummer from that same because of the things you're talking about. I I find I do a lot of the the, the press and the media stuff, which is few and far between by design. And sure. at the same time, um, I I interact a lot with the label, which is great because I I really enjoy that group, and mm. and we all write songs together, and and really we've been friends together for a long time. So I think at this point, everyone gets doled out jobs that are that fit them well rather than just you know i'm the lead singer so i got to be out there doing this stuff sure i i do sure. a lot of the i do a lot of the onstage banter because really no one else wants to do everybody's it. So, like who is that talking yeah. where's that coming from yeah it's the guy with the beard for a long time 
it was the you know is that the sound guy who's who, where's this <laughs> i voice can't believe they from, let the know? drummer have a microphone that's crazy i know right yeah you do a little, you do a little singing, sing you do a little singing back oh there? yeah we're all it's all gang vocals for everything and everyone's singing their hearts out and and by design that also we're all doing it so then everyone in the crowd wants to do it and you're everyone's always invited to come up and sing as well so that's all good that's that's kind of part of the fun of it right Hmm. Is building the community around the band. It is. It is an interesting time to be in a band in 2020, especially, you know, like our friends the Drowns too. I kind of felt like it's a weird thing because if you're the Dropkick Murphys or Rancid or something, the fact that yeah. you can't you can't tour or play shows in 2020 is not really going to hurt you. You'll be fine. Yeah. You got your back catalog. You you make money, and a lot of other bands like even yourselves, you know, they, they're very rarely are full time bands. They don't really count on it to make a living but you guys bands like you guys bands like the drowns that are kind of on the on the edge of sort of making a bigger name for yourself it, it's tough right i mean you're it's it's hard to keep yourself alive in somebody's mind let alone when you can't really do anything for a year as far as being on the road or any of that i think the way we're trying to make an impact in that in in during this time is number one um <laughs> releasing flexes table <laughs> yeah so many no, talking to a couple of wankers you know? <laughs> no no number one was that we we did have this uh, this uh release plan which was in june and when we talked to pirates about it and said you know should we push it back should we hold it should we keep going they said let's put it out people need entertainment people need things to do and sure. we couldn't have agreed more of saying that's a good idea let's get this in the hands of people who are sitting at home listening to music so that's been one way we've managed to have a little bit of impact, which is putting out music uh, despite the fact that we wouldn't be able to release, do release shows or release tours. And then the second way is we're back in the basement writing songs and we've got a whole bunch of songs that are in the works. And I think that's really the biggest impact for us personally is just keep working and keep doing what you're good at, which for us, what we're good at is, taking time to write good songs and write them the way we want to without the pre without the time pressure. So this has been a, a, a curse for most bands. And at the same time, we're trying to make the best of it. So, hmm. Well, let me ask you a traditional like uh, interview question. So between the first album and the yeah. second EP, the second release, um, has the songwriting changed? Like have you guys slowed down, matured is a different sound. How would you describe it? I think so. I think the one the one change I would make, or I would say that has been made, is there's been um, the the process. So we we've started recording at a place called Rain City Recorders in in Vancouver, British Columbia, and they they record a, a ton of music and lots of good rock and roll records. And we've let uh, Jesse Gander not just be the the uh, recording engineer and our, the mixing technician, but also to do a bit of producing. And so I think the it's having a bit of an outside voice as well as having someone you could put a lot of trust in when it comes to recording has allowed, uh, has allowed us to take a little bit more chances or have a little bit more interesting uh, elements to the song. So for example, second son, which is the first song in the EP, we've got a big swell at the beginning, which again is a little bit gimmicky, but at the same time is a fun thing to add into the song. Um, and a song like defender, we did a purposeful long outro, that kind of fades out, which kind of, to me, was, was by design to be sort of like a lost in the supermarket by the clash mm -hmm. fade out. So we, we took a little bit more time with some of the nuances, which 
it used to be let's get in there, let's jam out the songs, and let's get out of there as quick as we can because there's only so many, so so limited finances and so limited time. And I think now we're we're making sure those little extras which do make a song special or memorable and do make a song a little bit more nuanced or a little bit more interesting. We're taking the time to get those little pieces in there because at the end of the day, these are recordings we want to be proud of. And these are recordings that uh, we've, we've got the means to make them the way we want. So I think that that's part of the process. We're, we're getting more confident in doing what we want. And some of those might not, a song like quit the city might not be everyone's jam and that's okay. It's not a, you know, it's not a, a strong, fast punk rock song. It's a, quiet more introspective song about someone's life and we're okay with that right and not everyone has to like it we're we're kind of writing them for us and and then we're getting lots of positive feedback so we're continuing to uh trust our instincts on them so you had some you had some more organ on this one too i think right i noticed more yeah. organ on this one than on the first one for sure a bit more organ a little bit more sort of auxiliary percussion things that again they're they're a little highlights so there was a one of the songs i'm trying to remember it was sos we did a um, uh, there's an Iggy and the Stooges move that you hit an organ note and you hit it kind of continuously in 16th along, on, along the way. And so we added that. And it's very subtle. You'd only notice it if you know what you're listening for. And at the same mm. time, it's extra. Like extra I want to be your dog where it's just a ding, 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 ding. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. We're, we're having fun with it and we're growing and learning along the way, which for people who have been friends and in bands together for you know going on 20 years, that's all you can hope for. Is in my mind is that you're still growing and having fun doing it. So what you're saying is this EP is your is your Sandinista. That's what you're telling me. I don't know. It's not, <laughs> a, it's not a triple album. <laughs> it's got more good songs on it than Sandinista did. Hey, Sandinista's all right. What are you saying? <laughs> I am but not we're not okay. we're not we're not we're not going out on a tangent. We're still you know we're still the same band. I think. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> well, and it's, it's it's just funny. There's not not really much pressure now, you know. But you're still cranking out the songs, even though there's no. Eh, it's just a strange strange dynamic, you know. Strange perspective. Yeah, we have to continue to be our own pressure, and then you throw a pandemic on there, and that continues to be the the main driver is we got to put pressure on ourselves. It's probably easier to stay home right now and not do anything. But at the same time, we're, we're passionate about this. We want to keep, we want to keep putting stuff out. So uh, that's been a good driver. And we all, we all need that creative outlet, right? Especially when we're not doing this as full timers, I need to go bash the drums and I need to do it every week. And I get a bit squirrely if I don't. No, yeah. definitely. I could see that. Well, that, that's us yeah. too, man. It's like, well, people are stuck at home. We might as well try, might as well try to get them hooked on this silly thing we're doing here while they're yeah, stuck exactly. at home. And then when they go back to work, they'll still listen to us. So, yeah. yeah, hopefully. But uh, All let's, right. Next, let's do... Uh, I'm sorry, Neil. Did you have something I was going to say? You want to do another song? No, we can do... Yeah, we, we can. And then, and then I'll ask you another question after we after we get back. So uh, sure. what are we going to do? Until do do the another song goes dead, right? Uh, do we want, well, do we want to do something off the new one or something off the first album? I, don't know. I say we go back to the first oh, album. How's DJ. that? Let's do um do, 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 do. let's do Hearth That Breaks off of uh off of the first Kay. album from twenty eighteen. It's a jangly one. Yep, so this is Hearth That Breaks.
was Hot the Breaks from Territories off their first album from 2018 and um, I have to say I'm kind of pissed off that I didn't discover you guys until actually I hadn't even heard you until we did that um, the interview with Skipper and even well, though try reading my reviews Neil you know what yeah, <laughs> yeah punk news I, you know whatever uh, yeah. We won't get into it. That's a different. That's well, a different well, show. Well, no, no. You know what it is, Tom. Though um, a lot of the a lot of the reviews on Punk News, they're just um, yours. I really enjoy, and I'm not just sucking up to you, because if there's something bad that needs saying, you'll say it. Whereas most of the reviews on there are just five stars. You know, five out of five, fantastic. And uh, I that doesn't tell me anything at all. So that's well. There's you know the thing. I stand on the the thing reviews. I must. The thing I will say about territories too. Should I? Should I go? It seems like you guys are having a little moment here. <laughs> no, no, you can. You can stay. You can. You're invited to stay. You don't know the half of it, man. Do I, I need I to a, be a mediator here? Well, no. It's 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 interesting though because I do think your guys your records. The difference between maybe this and maybe like an early Knucklehead album. Are these albums take a little bit, and I think when I wrote about it, I described it as it kind of takes a while for them to kind of set their claws in your tentacles in you. You know, it doesn't bash you in the face. Gonna it's set their testicles into you. What the hell it's are you the, talking the about? Tentacles, tentacles. <laughs> you sick bastard. Alternative tentacles, <laughs> where where you listen to it a few, you listen to it once, and it doesn't knock you over, but you find yourself humming a little melody later, and before you know it, they really burrow in. Stanza. Um, well, well, no, you know what I, you know what I call an album like this? It's a grower, not a shower. Yeah. Well, that's interesting that you say yeah, that though, because I, mean, I, I don't, I mean that in the best possible way, Eric. If you know what I'm saying. Well, like, yeah, no, I, I, I'm fine with that. That's a great descriptor. I think these songs are not to bash you over the head, and they're not necessarily the, uh, you know, they're not pop pop singles. They, they, hopefully, they're catchy, and maybe there's a little earworm quality, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. They came out of us and. They might yep. need a couple listens for people to start digging into them. I'm, I'm, I think that's. I usually like those albums more. I get sick of the ones I listen to death, and then I put them away. Well, where I was starting to go with this before I was so rudely interrupted Sorry, by I my compared, story. Before, I compared, his, before <laughs> I compared his album to a penis. Yes, uh, and, and, and I, I worm, didn't even apparently. make a joke when he said, "Hey, these songs came out of us." Um, I didn't even make a joke. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, I hadn't heard you guys until Skipper talked about you, and um, and then I was like, Territories, what's the deal with that? And then Tom's like, yeah, they're good, you should give them a listen. And so I did, and, you know, he it, he, he suggests a lot of stuff, and most of the stuff I'd be like, yeah, it was all right, I won't listen to it again. Oh, gee, thanks. But, well, well, to go just the opposite of what you said, though, like the first time I heard it, I thought it was fantastic, the first time. <laughs> so it wasn't a, it wasn't a, was it Grow and Not a Show? To me, it was a whatever shower straight away I it really was a big it. it was big right off the bat yeah, it was i liked it hmm. straight away so interesting other, well that that's an interesting, I, interesting it, idea you know? that two people could have such a different reaction to it and both like it yeah hmm. and normally people say i'm the negative one so you know so there you go yes. so it must be good <laughs> yes. it must yes, be do. good everybody so you should look, check it out right hmm. yeah well thank you and and again i think if this hits you in a different way than it hits i think that's also it's all good right i think well, I'm, I'm sure our audience is getting wider, but I get, uh, I, I kind of run all the social media that we try and not inundate all every day. But I, since this EP came out, we've been getting messages from Germany. I've gotten messages from the convict island of Australia. Mm. I've gotten messages. Don't return those. Uh, hey, it's give, probably some of our fans. Don't it's give probably me our fans. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten messages from Japan. And I, I mean, the fact that people there are are being touched by these songs in a way that it makes them want to reach out and say hi. That's awesome. And right. that's, that's maybe a, 
a reach that we couldn't have had without Pirates Press. So it's it's kudos to them as well to get this in the hands of people who care about this kind of music, which is great. But at the same time, like you're saying, I'm sure some of those people need a couple of go-throughs for it to hit them, and other people, it's connecting right away. That's awesome. Well, well not with this not with this well-curated playlist that we're giving them today. They're going to be hooked instantly. Well, but well, it is, there you go. Well, it well, is fun when you get a letter from Australia or you get a letter from Greece or whatever, because we get that too. And like, South oh, Africa, I'm listening yeah. to you yeah. in South Africa or Greece or something. Like, wow. In some ways, you know, it's such a different punk scene than the one we grew up in. But in some ways, it's so cool because we are all sort of at each other's fingertips, you know. And you can get a message from somebody halfway around the world, you know. And it's pretty cool. Well, yeah, what it's was... very special. It's... Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Neil. No, I was, no, I was about to say, what, what was interesting was we did play a Territory song just a few episodes back, and um, Quiet Voices, I believe. And we actually got a lot of positive feedback from that on, the, yep. on our Facebook page asking who it was. So we got at least like two or three emails asking or messages asking who that was, and they really liked it, you know, which, you know, we, we try and play good stuff every episode, obviously. So we play, you know, I think we played like six new bands on that episode. And uh, nice. but yeah. but but you guys mm. were the ones that people asked about, so you know that that was very cool, mm. really. We give the people what they want occasionally, and we, yeah. and sometimes yeah. we tell That's them. Awesome. I mean, we're not sometimes gonna make we tell them what they want. <laughs> we're not gonna make a habit of it or anything, but yeah, yeah once in a while. <laughs> so so where, where are we going? Oh yeah, I know what I wanted to ask him after we came back. Okay. So you mentioned touring a bit ago. So whereabouts exactly yeah. have you been? Have, have you have you toured around the world, or have you just done Canada and the U.S.? So as territories, we've we've been very limited in our touring. So I would say we've done parts of Canada, and we've gotten down to play Rock the Ship down in in uh, the Bay Area, and yeah. and did that, which that was an unforgettable experience and very special, and we felt very out of our element to be asked to do that. So that was pretty mm-hmm. great. Um, but back, did you see, way back did you see that? Days. Neil, let's let's pause one second. Did you did you are you aware of that sure. event, Neil? I am not. No, it was it was maybe two summers ago, and it was at it was I mean it was last summer, but it was on like an old decommissioned aircraft carrier or something, right? Yeah, and it was a pirates it was in the, pirates in the, press uh, thing the, on. Yeah, it was their fifteenth anniversary, which every okay. five years they do sort of a big festival of sorts, and uh, it was Coxbar, it was Subhumans, Old Firm Casuals, Chargers, Street Dogs. It was, wow. it went, the list went on yeah, and was, on. I mean, the, the more, number of bands they had playing this thing. Than like a riot fest. It was great. And it was a weekend full of activities, with, which culminated with this big show on a big ship. And uh, it was, it, I think it really cemented. We had been in contact with these guys for years and years doing, you know, email back and forth, phone back and forth. But to kind of meet the family and be brought into the fold in person was pretty special. So oh, so it was the first it, time uh, you actually ever had a face-to-face with, like, Skippy and those guys? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Which, which, which is pretty, yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? Because uh, he's, been, he's been a big backer and uh, majorly invested in us, but having not met us in person, which yeah, I, that think, is kind of I think, again, speaks, speaks to the music more than anything else. So. Sure. No, so that's uh, awesome. back is Knucklehead, though. Uh, oh, sorry, you're talking before, about touring. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But years before I was part of the band, and then as I joined the band, there was a lot of sort of back and forth tours across the states. There was uh, the first couple of Knucklehead, uh, I want to say it's a bit in '94. Some things came out on Far Out Records. Okay. Um, so this would have been maybe the first seven inch and then the first album, the first LP. So Far Out Records, and so uh, there was there was a lot more. That was out of Florida, 
there's a lot more there's a lot more playing down in in eastern uh united states and then kind of touring back and forth through mm-hmm. our big eastern cities like toronto and montreal that sort of thing so that uh that was a, a big part of the sort of 94 to early 2000s and then we focused a lot more time on let's get out to toronto montreal let's play vancouver let's get the major cities nailed in and spend a little bit less time in the van in between, which sometimes you're traveling 12 hours between major cities where if you're in Eastern United States, you can travel an hour between shows and the sure. touring's not nearly as arduous as it is going 12 hours, 12 hours, 12 hours, just to get single shows knocked out. So, Well, it's funny because uh, where you guys are at, <laughs> it's not even like it's yeah. an easy, you know, if you're further west, you could drop down to the west coast a little easier. If you're further yeah. east, I mean, where yeah. you guys are at, you got to go a lot of miles just to get to any major U.S. city, at least. Yeah. Yeah, even but, to get to Toronto, it's probably driving straight in the 30-hour range. Oh, which, my gosh. I can get there in six. Yeah. It takes a couple of days, and then once you're there, gravy, it takes hours to get to every city. Um, sure. But it's a long slog to get there. To get to Vancouver is about 10, 12 hours. And then I agree with you, going west, right, you can hit Seattle, um, uh, Portland, you can head down that way and you're hitting cities every couple of hours, but where we are, it's tricky, but also that's maybe been why we sound the way we do and we are the way we are. So I, sure. you got to take the good and the bad. Yeah. Do you, do you get good? Do you ever get any touring acts? I mean, is there, is there some decent yeah. venues yeah. and stuff so you can at least play some cool, like middle of the bill with some cool headliners, that kind of thing. Yeah. So we've, we've, we've opened shows for bands like dropkick Murphy's, okay. um, rancid. We've, a lot of those things will definitely come through our area, whether it be Calgary or Edmonton, which that's maybe our, our sister city just north of us. Okay. Um, they used to get warp tours way back in the day. Knucklehead played one warp tour. Mm. Um, there, there was definitely those sort of things, and a lot of that has, I would say, dried up a little bit. There's been maybe more uh, metal touring through, heavy, uh, like metal bands touring through in sure. the past couple of years whereas the punk bands have, have started sort of skipping or being a little bit more selective about us as a secondary market. Hmm. I think a lot of the touring, just touring in general, I don't think is what it once was. A band who used to be out three months during the year are now for two weeks during the year or one week. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I would love to, I wish I could look into a crystal ball and know what was going to happen. You know, I, I'm a guy who even in my 40s, mid 40s, is still used to going to 30 plus shows a year. And now I'm totally shut down, and I just, I wonder if at our age, Neil, if we'll ever get back to the way it was. You Don't know? say that. Jesus, I've got, uh, <laughs> I've got a good right. 30 years left, me. What are you talking about? Think so? Yeah. My, 80, my guess 80s? is there's going to be a big appetite when, when it's available sure. again, which I, I get. The, being in a, in a basement, sweaty venue with 100 people, that's probably the last thing that should come online, despite the fact that you know, a couple hundred people in a basement is where we thrive as a yep. band um I, I get that that's that's a dangerous environment right now and that should be the last thing that comes you know that and major sporting events where you have you know thousands of people all see, jammed I, into I, a space see, those I, should I be those last things right i see it going the opposite way i see those underground shows being forced to come back um and that will be the you know because the big shows aren't coming back you know the big sure. shows there's not going to be any big shows in 2020 i don't think but I think the small ones might come back. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there are people are all on top of each other. There's no social distancing in a mosh pit, right? <laughs> no, not it'd, at all. It'll be, be interesting. I, I know the couple of bars, uh, 
in our area have had started doing some very, very mellow sort of, you know, and there's some outside stuff, you know, people sitting around on, in a park or something listening to music, but it's, it's definitely been a, <laughs> been a challenge. Awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, man, what, yeah. what are you going to do? But, you know, the other question we've been asking, you know, a, a lot of the bands, and you kind of answered it, is who's your celebrity crush? No, just kidding. My, my question would be, <laughs> what? Would be, you know, so what do you do to promote your, you know, other than talking to a couple of yeah. boneheads, you know, you're writing music, but are you just going to, are you content to do that? Or you said you don't do much social media. I mean, how do you keep your name out there? Because as a newer band, it's easy for people to forget you. It's not like they got six territories records at home that they love. You know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. out of sight, out of mind when it comes to this stuff. So it's nice for us to have a couple songs in the bag that we could probably release as whether it be a split with another band or a seven inch or a single or do something with. So that, that would be one way we keep peppering, keep peppering that out. The second is we're putting a lot of our eggs in the let's write some more songs and then go record basket. Um, and then third, we're probably going to leak some soft core pornography about one of the band members and we'll <laughs> get some traction that way, you know? You see, you see this guy. You know, typical, typical Canadian. He's avoiding the celebrity crush question. Yes, I see that. Well, it was, it would, it would be Brian Adams, wouldn't it? So you already know it. I was trying to think. I was trying to think if I had a Canadian celebrity crush. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I can't think of a hot. I can't think of any hot Canadians at the moment. Hot Canadians. Well, what about that that bearded one? You keep looking at the. Facebook picture of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, all that is, uh, yeah, bearded, yeah, the big bushy beard. That's right. No way to get a face covering over that. All right. So let's play. We got two songs left, Neil? No, just one. Just one, my just little one friend. One? Yes, one, okay. my little Detroit friend. I was going to say, do you want to play, play a song and then we'll come back and have our parting thoughts? Or did you have some more questions, Neil? I, I don't know if you. I don't know. Well, does, the, does Eric have anything he wants to impart? Any wisdom he wants to impart but on us, or anything he wants song to push? And then come back and let him impart wisdom. All right, we're gonna do "Welcome Home." How's that? Sure. Okay, so we're gonna. This is uh, "Welcome Home" by uh, Territories. <laughs>
you go. Welcome home from Territories. Wow, that one time you pronounced it properly, Neil, and now you're back to your normal bad territories. Territories? You know, we did debate for a while trying to have it written as territories, but have people pronounce it territories. Exactly. Hold hold on, guys, hold on one second. Hold on one second. (laughs) I got to break out for one second. For some reason, my front door is fucking open. Hold on. All right, I'll keep him entertained. You go close your door. That is typical Neil, hey? Yeah, well, the funny thing is, you know, he, he grew up in Liverpool, obviously, but in his early 20s, he's, he's been in Illinois since his early 20s. So he's yeah. got this weird combination of, like, English accent the and... The fuck was that about? Like, <laughs> Illinois accent. Dude, they're probably delivering some records. I got two no, Guys downstairs probably bringing pot upstairs. I don't know what the fuck that was about, but my front door was suddenly wide open. That was very strange. Sorry about you're that, everybody. Downstairs? You're talking downstairs? Or, like, at your apartment? Uh, no, my, my apartment. The front door was suddenly wide open. I have no it's idea why. Evil, probably an evil spirit, Neil. Maybe it is. Canadian <laughs> evil spirit. So anyway, yes. let's allow our guest to impart <laughs> some wisdom, wisdom on us if he wants to do that. This is how you really put people on the spot. Yes. Some wisdom. What's your, what's your wisdom That's what I've been doing for the past hour and a half. I don't know. Our, our, our listeners are so ignorant, if we're being honest. Any sort of wisdom at all will help. Just kidding. We love <laughs> Any, so, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> we don't live in igloos. We don't live in igloos. Are you sure? No. It happens... They live in the shack from the cover of the first album. Yeah, yeah. And they sell their gas. And that's the where we, we gas up at the. I don't know. I'm I'm trying. I don't know how to. Speak hey, why why do you guys keep calling the seals? That's what we want to know. Why do you guys keep killing What's seals? That? Why do you guys keep killing the seals? Canadian? You bastards. Keep killing seals. Yeah. They make Canadian? great hats. I mean, you need hats. They're delicious, Neil. They're um, delicious. Marcy's going to eat a cow. Marcy's going to kick your ass. I'm not telling you. He's going to come up there and, and show all of you what it's about. They're waterproof. They are waterproof. That's I don't know that I point. have any special wisdom. I'm not sure that I've got anything special for you guys. Well, I tell you what. Tell I've been us. laying it on the line the whole time here. Hey, if there's any, uh, are there any bands up there that that, that, that you want to tell us about that we should be checking out or anything sure. like that? Yes. So our good friends uh, called the Vicious Cycles, which I think, mm-hmm. uh, Tom, you had mentioned you saw the split. Yeah, yeah, I got the split. I reviewed that too, actually. Yeah. What What do you know about them? Tell, tell, tell the listeners well, about them. Well, it's funny because you. they're also from, like, Western Canada, but, I mean, that could be, like, a thousand miles from you, right? Well, they're from Vancouver, so the next big city over. Okay. That's a thousand um, miles and, away. And we played with them. <laughs> so, played, Neil, these, yeah, exactly. These Go guys ahead. are... Very out of character, I think, for a Pirates Press band because they are literally write all these songs and they're fun, like rock and roll songs about like ripping around on motorcycles. Like ninety percent of their songs are about riding motorcycles. Okay, mm-hmm. and they're a lot of fun. It's kind of surfy. I mean, they might have three guitars or something. It's good stuff. I mean, I, I dig the band. It's definitely like a feel good music. Okay, you know, you, not, de- yeah, not you depressing. Can't, like you can't not depressing listen, like territory. you can't listen to it without a <laughs> smile on your face, right? It's, yeah, exactly. It's it's fun through and through, but yeah. they they care about it. They're also passionate about making really fun rock and roll, mm-hmm. and we've we've played in bands uh, that have complimented each other on tours for probably sure. a decade now, and these guys are a lot of fun. And we actually were part of sort of pitching them and saying, "Hey, do you think Pirates Press you might want to oh, pick right? up this band because they're they're just a blast and they they bid at it, which we're really happy for." So. I feel like Pirates Press has really made a concerted effort to, well, not entirely shake, but to expand beyond their 
kind of street punk like 10 years ago when you thought pirates press all you thought was street punk and like rancid side products or projects right sure. and i think yeah. they've really and now it's a lot of ska i mean they've been doing a lot of slacker stuff they did that suede head album that you love neil that you know british yes. soul stuff. fantastic album so they they definitely have been expanding their horizons greatly and i think the vicious cycles are definitely something that i don't think you would have heard on that label even five years ago now they need to get some psychedelia well, between... on there. yeah there you go yeah if you if you listen to a band like vicious cycles or the drowns i would say they're just picking up good stuff it's yep. it's not fitting you know a specific niche it's just good they're good albums they're good it's, these are good bands i, I would and kind of they I that's would kind a great of, way to expand yeah i would kind of actually i kind of put you and drown sort of on the same not that you sound exactly the same but it, the music has the same yes, sort of impact it does. On me. i agree it's sort of uh it's sort of music that's you know because i'm not like a big you know you, you put on an emo record or something i'm probably gonna punch you in the crotch <laughs> but you guys managed to play like emotionally like emotive music without you know that an old man can listen to oh you that's know, so sweet about, tom that's so sweet I'm being very yeah. I'm being very insulting today, aren't I? Well, I like both your bands a lot, so No, they do sound they they they, they do both have a certain thing in common though, I agree with that. Yes. It's that sort of good edgy tension that makes good music. It's good stuff. Edgy tension. I and like I like I think the tag, you actually like Vicious Cycles quite a bit too, Neil. They're like a real yeah. revved up rock and roll band. They're fun. Go on, Eric, what were you saying? I like the tagline I like the tagline of you make songs that make me want to just barely not punch you in the crotch. <laughs> There you that's, go. That's a good tagline. I that's think I might have wrote something like, you know, they have songs that make me feel stuff. That should What's be wrong that should be an extra view. Feel stuff. <laughs> See, that song's broken. I feel something. Yes, exactly. Never did that. I loved every one of their songs, but they never made me feel anything. <laughs> so let's talk about other Canadian bands that we know, Tom. Ask him about. Um, ask him about. Uh, oh, poor old Shy Pig. Did you ever drink? Did you ever drink a forty in an alley with? Yeah. That was real sad. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chai Pig passed away recently. Yeah, and so does that, I mean, Dang it. What's that? I've only ever seen it written, and Neil and I were debating whether it was Chi or Chai. Yeah, I've always called them Chai Pig. I, yes, I, I was right. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> well, you're Canadian, so I'm going to go ahead and defer to you. Yes. yes. But at the, that, that was, he was a major, uh, major influence for like Kyle and Matt, who that would have hit them for years and years and years in their younger days, and then when I joined the band, they introduced me and kind of pushed that as well, because I, again, that was kind of a band that I missed just being 10 years younger than them. Yeah. Um, but learned to really love, love SNFU and love the influence and love all the, the, uh, the spirit of that. So that was, that was a huge band. We, uh, I'm trying to think of other, like, I mean, well, DOA was a big Dayglo band, abortions, right? my friend, tell us about oh, Dayglo yeah, abortions. Dayglo abortions. Definitely. Yeah. We did a lot of touring with uh, Rip Chords. I don't know if you know oh, the yeah. Rip know them from a lot. Uh, Montreal. Yeah. yeah. I don't know Rip Chords. So we, we How, did about a lot with How about Rip Tides? Rip Tides? I don't know as well, but for sure that would be Okay. I mean, that we, I don't think we've ever played with Rip Tides. Okay. I thought was there a show that you guys played a Rebel Spell on? The Rebel we Spell did. Uh, we did. Back on recently? We did. It was actually yeah. a listener so, I mean, wrote in and was talking about them, so I'm like, "Okay, we'll we'll play a song." Yeah, that was a band in Vancouver that we, oh, uh, okay. we kind of nurtured, and and when there was a lot of shows going on, we tried to get them on the bill every time we were in town with, playing with Knucklehead, and that was that was a lot of fun actually. Mm. There's a really good band that came out of that, which one of the one of the fellows from Rebel Cell passed away, and um, 
one or two of the members joined a new band called Alien Voice, and they've been they've been kind of carrying the same torch, which is pretty great. Didn't hmm. he die? Didn't he die in a mountaineering accident or something? Yeah, shit? that was there. He did. Room. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't well, decide. Go. Don't go mountaineering. Punk rock way to die or least punk rock way to die. It's but... the least punk rock way to die. Let's face it. Well, he, he wasn't. A, he was a young guy, though. I mean, it was it was sad. He was. Yeah. Um, what about DOA? I mean, has Joe Keithley ever like helped jump your car when it wouldn't start or anything like that? <laughs> not not quite that close, but I mean, certainly we we would have interacted and played shows with and that sort of thing. Many many moons ago, I, I I feel like we haven't played anything with them recently, but that's that's they're still they're still doing their thing, and that's pretty exciting. It is. They're good. They're sort of like the the yeah. They're like the Canadian Ramones, right? I mean, they're like the the like, Canadian Ramones, yeah, the punk rock. Always band. there, always doing it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So how All about right. how how hold on? I have to throw in some of my psychobilly bands. How about the Creep Show? Do you ever play anything with them? Do you ever play with them? Creep Show. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think one of the members used to be the drummer of the Ripcords and then hmm. may have moved his way up to playing one of the stand-up bass roles or that sort of thing. So hmm. I, I feel as though we've interacted with them in you know many moons ago, but I, I could be wrong. I could the, be wrong, but is that what you're, is that what you're trying to do, Eric? Is that what you're trying to do? What's if you that? play drums well enough, they'll move you up to bass. Yeah, stand up bass, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a promotion, you guys. That is not a. Pro- oh. I am. I am Rhythm Nation. I'm staying at the back there and running the band. Okay, Janet there Jackson. You go. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to. <laughs> All right, Neil. What's your other Canadian psychobilly band? Let's let the go ahead. Guy who have dinner with his family. The Brains. Yeah. Does the Brains? Oh, the brain. sorry, the Brains the and the brain, Creep Show. The Brains. Yeah. So Brains. Um, it's Francois from the Brains who used to play drums for ripcords and I, okay. I i'm mistaken it's not creep show it's the mm. brains yeah we we definitely have played with the brains and played with ripcords at the in the same tours yeah okay that's hilarious well there you go tom i'm out of canadian bands now how about that? there you go yeah. that's all you know that's okay. all i know and then one question about brian adams go for it <laughs> <laughs> hey isn't celine dion from 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 the from the canadian of course she is well there you go she, she would be your hero then she would be the one you, you know i, I must so be, being the being the age i am Yes. I loved the Reckless, Brian Adams' Reckless album. came out when I was like 12 years old. Dude, that was like keep the shit to yourself. Like, Inside That voice. was like his big album when he had like, <laughs> like Summer 69 and uh, Run to You and Heaven and all that. Oh, it was such a big album to me. Big album to me when I was 12, Neil. Wow. I didn't come, cool. out, of the womb. I didn't come out of the womb listening to The Exploited. <laughs> That's a shame. All Maybe right. You Let's done. let Eric go have dinner. But hey, man, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it. And Dude, it's like and, 1 o'clock uh, for him. <laughs> What's that? It's like one o'clock for him, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know where Mont. I don't know what time. Were you in Central Time Zone? What time zone are you in? I'm two over from you guys. See, it's like oh, mid so afternoon for him. He's got all day. Four or five. Yeah. It's what, like else lunch? Is he gonna, what else is he going <laughs> to do? The day is young. He's got patience to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. That's true. No, I'm off today. I'm off. Yeah. Nice. But I yeah, really no, we appreciate, appreciate you coming out. If you like your band, and we want everybody listening to us to listen to your band. That's it. That's how I'm wrapping it up. Yeah. Right, Neil? Well, thanks so much. We, I, I love being on. I love chatting with you guys. I love the, the fact that you guys are doing what you're doing because there's not a lot of uh, ways for people to get exposed to new music yep. and a lot of ways for people to get a deep dive into bands that are up and coming. And so thanks so much for doing, doing the podcast. I, I've enjoyed doing it, and I've enjoyed you know digging in and listening to some of the old ones. So keep well, it thanks, up. Thanks, man. Thank, Thank you. you. We, will, we will do that. 
And you yeah. be careful up there being a doctor. Be safe. And uh, someday I hope you make it down to Chicago or Detroit, and we will come and meet up. Yeah, for sure. And compare beards and have a have a Molson. I'm putting it on the bucket list. I mean, we're <laughs> always talking about plans to get down to the states. We might not get in the van from here and go all the way to Chicago, but we might just fly to Chicago. There you, there you go. go. The way to do it. Yeah, you can stay. Yeah. At, you can stay at Neil's. Yeah, you can stay at my house with the there cats and the open Perfect. and the door that opens by itself. <laughs> It'd be like It'll the be old great. days, just crash on the floor. Yeah, his cat's cat's door. Just... I'm not staying at that creepy <laughs> right? door place. Honest. Yeah, the fucking Plus his cats, will scratch the, his cats will scratch the piss out of you while you try to sleep anyway. So <laughs> there you go. Anyway, thanks so much, Eric. Man, we'll talk. We'll talk to you again. Okay, yeah. uh, be, be careful, and we'd love to hear from. Can't wait to hear the new stuff. Yep. For sure. Okay, take care, guys. Thanks, man. man. Thanks, man. Everybody stay free out there. Okay, talk to you next time.